Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about manners and etiquette. And it's going to be fun. Promise. (laughs) Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so glad that you joined us today to talk about ease, meaning, and joy for women at work from the traditional lands of the Lummi people. So welcome. And yes. Welcome. It's going to be super fun to talk about matters and etiquette. I (laughs) promise. I promise. Did you have a lot of uh, mind your manners kind of uh, like report? No, what am I going to say? Did your parents say mind your manners a lot? Did you get a lot of manners schooling when you were a young child? I did. Mm -hmm. And I am very, very grateful for those. Oh, yeah. Very grateful for like, you know, what fork you use? What do you do in a restaurant? How do you speak to people that are your elders or people that you respect, you know, that you respect? Or I learned a lot and it was important to my mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very grateful for it. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of that too. It was really important to my mom. And I just hated every second of it. (laughs) Honest. Did. I did. I got a of lot of it. Did. We got a lot of manner. We got, I got a lot of, this is how, you know, good girls are supposed to act. This is how, and I love my parents. I mean, I don't want to like bash on my mom, but you know, she was raised in a Midwest home where manners were really important. And I was the kind of person who just thought it was all a bunch of bullshit. And I hated every second of it. See, I, I didn't get the good girls part. Mm. I got the, so you're not offensive to others. Yeah. That's, I think, how my mom approached it, so that I wouldn't be offensive to others. Yeah. And I was also happily offensive to others. I think that's the (laughs) other difference between us. Like, I I found that to be quite empowering to, like... Just do what you wanted. Do what I wanted. Of course you did. And see how other people acted. I mean, like, reacted to it. Mm -hmm. And that does not... Did not necessarily serve me later in life. And it has caused you to have some questions. It has caused me to want to do this episode. Yes, which is, let's talk about the evolution of Karina Hoyer (laughs) wanting to do an episode on manners and etiquette. Like, you would think this is Kirsten's idea? No. No, it was mine. It is really interesting. I mean, I think it is in some ways rooted in the fact that I had a lot of lessons that I ignored Sorry, mom, you know, as a child. And so now as a professional woman trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong or how do I act in certain situations, I've had to make up a lot of lost ground. And so recently I was invited by a uh, person who's running for political office. I was invited to go out for coffee or for lunch. And in my getting like kind of getting ready to go, I had this thought, I wonder who's going to pay. And it's interesting, right? Because we get into these situations that are just bizarrely nuanced. And I thought, well, he invited me. So I'm going to assume he's going to pay. Wait, he's running for office. So maybe I should pay as a way to signal support. And I kind of went round and round about like, I love this. how am I going to, like, you know what I mean? It's not exactly cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there were any implications one way or the other, but it made me think about how many situations over my career where I've sort of just thought, well, should have paid attention to what my mom told me because I have no idea how I'm supposed to act in this situation. And to me, it seems like manners and etiquette are this like secret code that other people know that maybe you don't, that I don't. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let's break open the code for our listeners. Let's just make it 
Let's, let's just, just go through the rules and tell people. Let's just go through the rules. Like so many women have done for me. I've come to understand how to behave in certain situations by observing other women or being coached, um, you know, as or an asking, adult. Yeah. Or asking, asking the Google. So again, let's break that open for our, our listeners. However, mm-hmm. the story continues. Yes. This is not an episode about do's and don'ts. It is not at all. And it has morphed tremendously since we started. Because as soon as you start talking about matters and adequate, I'm like, oh, I'm in. I don't have to prep for that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that gig. Yeah. You're, you got it. You got it. You're the one who's teaching me I feel over super here. super comfortable with it. I know. Kirsten has taught me enough manners now. She is comfortable <laughs> taking me out in public. This is, she is a lot. This has come a long way, but you're so funny. Yeah. So in exploring this, we have come to realize not only that, that, that manners and etiquette have are rooted in history. They're rooted in a very classist History. Mm -hmm. Classist, racist, ableist. Sexist. All the thing history. And we get to think about that and talk about it today and explore the role of etiquette from a variety of angles. And honestly, there are kind of some ways to practice. I think what we've learned that's opened my eyes to the fact that it's okay. It's okay if I don't know how to do exactly how I'm supposed to do in this situation. It's okay to be uncertain. And there are some things you can think about and and put into play when you get into those situations. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those things where it really, I think, um, how do I say this? This is one of those things where the differences in how Karina and I think really came into play. And so I loved it because... I came, I've come to this, I've been in manners is, manners are about kindness, empathy, and compassion for as long as I can remember. But the work on this episode and the thinking with Karina about this listeners has gotten me into the why. Mm -hmm. What is the process? What is the rationale? What are the steps that got me to, I think, what has been intuitive for me? Yeah. Probably because of my mom Uh in some ways. Yeah. So we're going to take you on a little manners and etiquette (laughs) ride. And it is really interesting. I think it's funny the way our brains do work so differently. They do. Oh my God. You know, I got to have the path. Like you get to the end and you're waiting for me. And I'm like, yeah, but can I, I got to walk the steps over here so I can get to where you're going. And I've, for me, I had a lot of learning along the way. And when, again, compassion, kindness, empathy, et cetera. That's great. That is kind of the root of what we want to talk about today. But how do we get today. there? But I, that's different for me. I've always thought of manners and etiquette as a set of rules, rules. that I needed to mm-hmm. memorize. Yeah. And that's, you know, okay. So that is, that is uh, you know, spoiler alert, that is not the case. Not the case. Not the case. So I think you should start with the history of etiquette, friend. Yeah. So uh, we found this blog, which is also kind of an interesting thing. Super interesting. We'll put a um, link to the blog in the um, show, show notes. notes. And it's called, the name of it is The Peace I Give or Peace, Peace I Give. Peace I Give. And I tried to um, dig in and find the author's name so that we could cite the, our source. And it's an anonymous blog. She says uh, she's white, a female, Autistic, autistic, stay-at-home stay. mom, married to a, a Christian clergy 
person. And she doesn't identify herself because she doesn't want to. Um, But she writes a lot about the role. Uh, It's really a parenting blog. It is a parenting blog. And I think that, you know, in teaching your kids manners, that's how she got down this riff of thinking about manners. And I... I just, we're going to talk about it. So it's she, wonderful. Yeah, she has a. Her, so, whoever you are out there, thank you. Thank you. Her um, blog, her story that we are pulling from is called Psst, Manners Are Racist and Ableist Too. But she outlines the history of etiquette. And, you know, she says basically etiquette is the social code that we're expected to adopt based on our cultural values. And it, which we know, and it comes from the French. It referred to a ticket that was provided to visitors of the royal court of Louis the 14th. Louis Coutures. Louis Coutures. We just say Louis Coutures in our house. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's not really how you pronounce the 14th, but we just say Louis Coutures in our house. That is hilarious. Okay, well, he became angry when visitors trampled through his gardens. And so... Because he's Louis Coutures. Because he... Hello. <laughs> and so he posted signs or etiquettes warning people to stay off of his lawn that didn't work and so then he had these like note sheets printed up and handed out handbills so that when you came to his place you saw the rules the rules and what was interesting though is if you weren't in the in crowd if you weren't part of the you know ruling class you didn't get access to these rules. So only some people got access to the rules. And of course, not following the rules was not just like an oops gaffe. It was like you could be out of court. Yeah. Right. You could be like ejected. Exactly. You fall out of favor. Mm-hmm. And so manners were prescribed by the ruling class for everyone else. And then et cetera, et cetera. And so it's an interesting way. It's a the hit, sort of like history of othering. This is the way we behave. This is what's expected of you, but we're not going to tell you. And what's fascinating about this is there wasn't this like approach. We want everybody to understand like how this is going to go and what to expect. And we're all going to feel comfortable. But in fact, people looked for an opportunity not to share it with others. Yes. Right. So I just want to point that out that fundamentally the beginning of etiquette starts with the ability for us to have power by excluding others. Yes. And I will say, that this happens a lot in the workplace. We talk about etiquette um, like in as norms. And we actually did a show, show called What's Normal Anyway, where we explore this a little bit. But the norms in an office are often unspoken and unwritten, and they are the etiquette. So you can come in and you know, step all over yourself mm-hmm. without knowing it mm-hmm. because the etiquette is not, because it's proprietary. Mm-hmm. It belongs to those of us who are here and we're going to other you. It's also based on so many cultural things that are not universal. So, which I feel like I've now jumped the gun, but you know, this is what the woman who writes this blog really helped us to understand. Yes, and I, I have, I, I did not fully recognize how manners and etiquette can be so exclusionary, mm-hmm. right? Because as I said in the beginning, I just view manners as kindness, empathy, compassion, yeah. right? And so, but between where, between manners and that conclusion, 
there's a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about, so we, how do we get to that end point? Yeah. So we've talked about the history of etiquette. So I think is so fantastic. Etiquette, it's the ticket to admission. Yeah. Literally the ticket Literally to admission. Literally the ticket. From Louis Quatorz. And now let's go into our anonymous blogger about racist, ableist, etc. Yeah. So why does she say that, it, you know, why does she say that manners are racist and ableist? She says because it's a privilege to have access to information about how to effectively move through social spaces, mm-hmm. right? And to be able to effectively perform sort of cultured behavior. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the the rules that are in your workplace are frequently unspoken and dictated by the ruling class. The person, the people, the person or people in power. Yeah. I loved what she said about the human brain. And she says, politeness is linked with the system in our brains governing aggression, whether, whereas compassion is linked with our empathetic responses. And she says something I found so interesting. Politeness is a muzzle. And compassion is a loving response to others. Mm-hmm. I loved that because that politeness thing, that is about not offending or creating aggression in others. Yeah. So fascinating. Which I think is at the root of how you and I thought about manners as young women. Mm-hmm. I thought I was always being told to be polite mm-hmm. and it pissed me off. I was muzzled. I felt like I was frequently muzzled. Whereas you were saying, you're you were seeing a certain behaving a certain way as compassionate or kind or whatever or or um yeah yeah i think that's fair yeah i don't know if i was totally there as a young woman if i really realized that that's where i am now i'd have to think about looking back to see whether i was evolved at that point or whether i was just doing what i was freaking supposed to yeah. Um, what else do you think? She, what else did you find was interesting when she was talking about? I mean, she because she lays out some pretty significant points about, you know, what's wrong with etiquette as we mm-hmm. think of it now. Um, so I she called out, which we all know, is that manners are so different across different cultures. Yep. Even across different geographies, like having lived in Washington state. And having lived in on the East Coast in Washington, D.C., and Maryland, and Virginia, and New York, like the social ways of going in each of those places are very, very different. Mm-hmm. The formality of the South and the East Coast compared to the informality of the West Coast. I mean, it's just really interesting. So that is like, there's not a norm, Mm-mm. which means we're just making stuff up. Right. Somebody, um, actually, it was a Dana who is a um, DEI consultant. She's got a business that helps um, organizations dig into their, their essentially their structural racism. And she talks about how her mother's her mother-in-law's from the south and she's from the northwest and they both think hospitality is very very important and so when she goes to her mother's house or mother-in-law's house she falls over herself to feed everyone like puts out food all over because the, mother-in-law, she wants, the does. mother-in-law she wants to be hospitable Whereas Adina thinks hospitality is my house is your house help for yourself. Oh, yeah. So again, that etiquette about even how do you treat a guest is so different from where you're at. Again, this is where the author of this article 
reminds us. Mm -hmm. And I also just, we've, you know, there have been a lot of good manners and a lot of societies that have maintained really strong cultures of manners and also maintained hideous racism. Yeah. So manners do not, they, they do not, the kindness and the empathy and the compassion and manners does not necessarily mean that they're not racist. In fact, maybe they are. Say more about that. Well, it's like this. So a long time ago, not even a long time ago, actually, I can remember this in, this in the South, is that um, if a white person was not addressed by a black person as ma'am or sir, that was considered to be really impolite, Port- impertinent. Bad manners. Bad manners, right? So we, we create this structure of what, how people are supposed to be named and called, mm-hmm. which perpetuates that person having less power. Mm-hmm. Than, than the white person, which perpetuates the black person having less power than the white person, because you always have to refer to me this way. Yeah. Now, that's in my adulthood, mm-hmm. right? There's a, excuse a shit ton of things before that that are far worse about manners. Like, don't look at a white woman. Yeah. Because someone's going to really do serious bodily injury to you, right? So that's kind of all about these cultural um, these manners and these 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 systems of etiquette etiquette that we develop that can actually perpetuate racism, right? Yeah, or ableism. Again, mm-hmm. the the blogger reminds us we think of eye contact and a firm handshake as really good manners in sort of social situations. I came, um, I had a banker stop by an office that I was in recently, and he almost broke my hand shaking it oh wow so hard and it was really weird i mean he's smaller than me you know me i'm you know i'm a tall woman i was probably wearing some platform heels towering over him and his he eye contact and a firm handshake immediately and i thought what if i had arthritis yeah or what if i was neurodivergent and couldn't look him in right the and eye? you were like that's scary yeah yeah it was really interesting so he he came out with what i think he's been trained as good manners and if that's the expectation on the other side I couldn't, I may, you know, depending on who I was, I may not have been able to match that. Mm-hmm. Would have, could have been potentially been interpreted differently. Again, manners. You would have been seen to have bad manners yeah. as opposed to just, I don't, I, 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 my, I am not wired to make eye contact with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also think that that, I talked about the South, which is my experience, but I'll say another thing. It's that, you know, defending a woman's honor. Mm-hmm. Um, taking care of women, which in that society feels like so much politeness mm-hmm. and respect, but it actually is demeaning because it implies that women can't take care yeah. of themselves. Yeah. They can't do for themselves. Yeah. So some of these things that we call quote unquote manners, they really just perpetuate um, oppression and um, keeping people down. So that's what I think that I, when I got to, as, as, as I've said several times, the end game of manners, which is kindness, compassion, and empathy, this part was a deeper analysis for me Yeah, to recognize how these quote-unquote manners can actually like free us up to feel good about oppressing other people because we have good manners, Yeah, which is, you know, bullshit. It, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it's not... It, yes, we want to have some sort of code of conduct to some degree, 
If not, if we didn't, it would be anarchy. But the situation, but the solution is not a list of do's and don'ts. Which is what we thought we were going to do. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is dictated by, you know, the ruling class. The, the code should be written by, as you said, how do I want to treat these people with kindness and compassion? Mm-hmm. How do I want to express love and generosity in this situation? Mm-hmm. And um, it's not about telling women what to wear or how to act or how to eat their food or what to order or how to cross their legs or uh, any of that or how loud to speak. Mm-hmm. It's about assessing the situation that we're in and acting with the most kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. we can. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because people write a lot about manners. You know, in addition to the blog blogger that we've referenced now ad nauseum, there are many other people. There's a lot of books. There are finishing schools. There are all kinds of things that you can, you know, that people are making profit out of telling for, you know, yes, telling us how to behave. And some people, I think, you know, make some good points. In addition to just to uh, to um, to what you've said already, um, they this woman Sarah Jane Ho, she wrote, wrote a book called Mind Your Manners. She says, you know, etiquette is about putting people around you at ease. I think that was cool, right? Mm-hmm. And it's empo- an empowering tool because you, again. Put people can use right. etiquette she and manners says, to put people at ease. She says manners and etiquette should not be a restricting convention. Yeah. It rather it should be a way to empower. Yeah. Which yes. Exactly. Yes. But to acknowledge the restricting convention mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah. Um also um another of the stalwarts of manners and etiquette, Emily Post. Yeah who has talked a lot about manners and business and etiquette and business. And what she says is, good business etiquette is not a set of ironclad rules. It's really a more common sense being driven by consideration, respect, and honesty in your business life, which I love. Yeah. I really love that. And I think I've that's an evolution yeah. for her. Yeah. I don't think she would have written that 20 years ago. No. And I think back to that original story about me going out to lunch. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go into that situation and I don't know what the rules are, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Well, we're just going to, it's just common sense, right? Driven by can, being considered respectful and honest. So I say, oh, do you want to pay? <laughs> You're so funny. Or you just say, I'm going to take care of myself and pay. Yeah. Which is is what happened. Yeah. And and, and now I will talk about this a little bit later. So let's not dig into this one now because we'll talk about who pays. Okay. When we we start to practice some of this stuff. Because we have some practice exercises at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And we cannot leave this conversation without talking about Miss Manners, who I have read, I should say, I read for decades. Really? Oh, yeah. In the newspaper, I read Miss Manners all the time. Okay, well, I have no idea who that is, clearly. So oh, who- my gosh. I love this so much. 
She is Miss Manners is like she was a she's a writer, but she had a new like a column in the newspaper like every day, like a question to Miss Manners and then her response Ooh. about what you do. Oh my gosh, I read her like have every we, day in the newspaper. We, have we not explored already? Have no wonder. No <laughs> duh. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. So it's interesting. She talks about business etiquette. And this this is the kind of language that she uses. And I am going to call out where I disagree. Okay. I love that about you. Where I disagree. Yeah. So to maintain personal dignity and to show respect for others. I'm all into personal dignity and respect. Yes. Have Adamus manners. To maintain a pleasant demeanor without invading others' privacy. No. Yeah, that's, she, she, so she's telling I'm us, just saying, Miss Manners, no. That's not a reason I why think, Manners exist. I think that a pleasant demeanor can sometimes be inconsistent with dishonesty. Yeah. Honesty, that's what I mean. Pleasant demeanor can be inconsistent with being honest, which I think is important. Now, rageful, asshole-ish, no. But I don't need to go around with a pleasant demeanor on my face all the time like I'm, you know, some kind of, you know, Stepford wife. No. No, that no. is not a reason why Manners exist. And... Invading others' privacy. And this is where I have changed over the years. I am willing to do the check-in, even if I think it's about something private. Uh-huh. Because I care about the person and I want them to know that I see them and I understand. So yeah. my goal is not to maintain your privacy. Yeah. Unless you ask for it. And then yeah. sure enough. And it's funny because I mean so I- stink on Miss Manners about that. Business etiquette is to take responsibility and remain flexible. I'm fine with that. It's to be both attentive and discreet. And there we're back to discreet. Which is a good girl. Which is all like, you know, like privacy and like no one's really talking about the thing that needs Mm -hmm. to be talked about. And then she ends it with and to combine honesty and tact. And so that word tact is, I think, also bullshit. I wish she would have said to combine honesty and kindness. Yeah. So I really think that I am pushing on the conventions of manners as they have been articulated to us by the mismanners of the world yeah. for decades yeah. to dig more into kindness, compassion, and empathy. I would agree, though, I, this whole like balancing honesty and kindness, mm-hmm. that is truly, I think, what kind of at the root oh, yeah. of so many things that we're so many things looking at mm-hmm. when it comes to etiquette. Mm-hmm. Because we're not we're not saying don't tell the truth. We're saying figure out a way to be honest and have an honest expression of yourself while also being kind to mm-hmm. yourself and others. Mm-hmm. That's really at the root of this. And, and how do we do that on a practical level? How do we go into situations? And this is really where I feel like I've had, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Like I pay attention to where I'm uncomfortable and it's because I don't know what the rules are. I'm uncomfortable in certain social social situations because or business situations I don't understand the rules. I go into a new client's office. I don't know if it's business casual or super buttoned up. I go into an, a meeting. I don't know if I'm supposed to pay or not pay. I have a um, oh my god. I have a you know an introductory meeting and I say something that I think everybody I bring up a subject I think everybody talks about and then I realize oh shit I stepped in it right so I get really uncomfortable so mm-hmm. how do I do this mm-hmm. on them? how do I take what we're saying and apply it practically in a work setting mm-hmm. where frankly there is judgment 
There is in some oh, cases. There is everywhere. A Work right, everywhere. And, right, no, no. And, it's everywhere because as we said, this all stems from this kind of human desire to have power, to exclude, to not be wrong, to yeah. be a part, yeah. to be included. I mean, it's all of those human things, whichever ones we have in whatever dosages. Yeah. And so how do we do that? Because you're the, I mean, you're the guru on this stuff. I don't know that I'm the guru. I've developed a, a method that feels comfortable to me. And yet I know that not everybody, like, I, I, I think, I, I wouldn't say sometimes I make a mistake. I think that sometimes I could make a different decision. Mm. But no, I have like, I, not that I don't feel uncomfortable or like, what should I do? But I really do fall back on that rule. Okay, what is kind here? What is compassionate? What is empathetic? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what the convention is. Right. Right? Okay, so let's just talk. Let's let's do some practice sessions. Yeah. Okay, here's a big one. Introductions. You, um, I've n- I can't remember people's names to save my soul. Oh, Karina. I feels, yeah. I mean, I, people, I can't, sometimes I don't even remember their faces. They know me. I have no idea how, how I remember them. In fact, there was the most beautiful man on the planet who I was admiring one day. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, he is just fabulous. And he walked past me, said, hey, Karina. And I thought, holy shit, I don't even remember you. I don't even remember how you. How could I not remember you? Because you are you? so beautiful. How can I not remember you? How do we deal with... Okay, so first of all, <laughs> this is the one thing I want to say. So I was with somebody recently that I had probably not seen in eight years. And I was at a I was surrounded by people. I was trying to manage all the names of the people that I hadn't seen in a long time. And she came up and I absolutely blanked on her name and where I knew her from. Oh. And she clearly, clearly, clearly knew me. Mm-hmm. And and I and I was like, where? What? I recognize her, but where does she fit in? And it was so kind. She leaned over and she said, Sue. And she told me her Sue gave me her whole name. And I was like, Oh my God, of course. And I put my hand on her arm and I squeeze it and I said, oh, Sue, it's good to see you. Okay, so here's the deal. That's good freaking manners from Sue. Yes. Okay, thank you, Sue. Shout out to Sue. So, but oftentimes I will have to say, I am so sorry. I am feeling flustered or I am whatever. I cannot remember your name. Yeah. And so I just asked, I'd do it that way. Yeah. And, you know, there was this thing when I was in the South where you were supposed to introduce the person of higher power, authority, social status status, to the person of lower social status. Which is in and of itself so messed up. It's Well, it's like, Krina, let me introduce you to President Joe Biden. Right. Joe, President Biden, let me introduce you to Krina. And I've just decided, you know, that's even BS because I might want to tell Joe something about Krina. Like to say, oh my gosh, Joe, I'm so excited for you to meet Krina. She's this wonderful person. Krina, this is Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it shouldn't be about who, ha- why is that? Well, and also why are you making a judgment call about my social status exactly. in this situation? That's exactly it. So that is a remnant from the South that I have shooken. Shaken yeah. is yeah. gone. But I do think if you're gonna talk about introductions from that lens of kindness, Making sure that everyone feels comfortable. I can't tell you how many situations I've walked into where everyone knows each other except me and nobody gives a shit. 
I know it's and, and see that is the thing. So back to Sue. Yeah, clue people in. Clue people. Clue people in, in because that's and, the kindness. And, and the kind thing is and introduce everyone around. Mm-hmm. And when the new person comes over to the group to chat or whatever, we do another round of introductions. And, and hey, we're talking about blah blah blah. Yes. Would you like to? In, we be were involved? just talking about this. You know, the other thing I want to talk about is standing up. Okay, oh. I know that people think you shouldn't have to stand up. And I understand that. And of course, if you can't stand up, you shouldn't stand up, right? But one of the reasons I sometimes stand up is so I can sit down with the person who has joined. Oh. And so that we all sit down together. Yeah. So I just want you to know I'm toying with that. I'm not sure I'm going to continue to do that. But that's why I have done it in the past. You stand up. Can I give a shake? Hello. And then yes. Sit down oh, my gosh. Them. Join us. Let's all sit down. Yeah. Rather than and not join us. You belong here. Yes. Right? There, that's the difference between down. welcome mm-hmm. and oh, belonging. Yeah, we have to pay, we have to make sure we yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. I get that. So again, that's kindness. That's kindness for the other kindness. person. That's not deferential treatment necessarily. And empathy. Okay. Let me just say, compassion and empathy. That was Sue when she leaned over and whispered her name in my ear. Yeah. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Okay. Another place where I wish someone would hand me the list, the code. What is what are the etiquettes? What's the ticket to get you know ticket to ride here? Is in uh, restaurant like meal situations. Like you were talking about, like what, talking what about? prompted your whole conversation? Right. Who's going to pay? Oh boy! How this do you? Is... How do we? Who's going to order first? Mm-hmm. How much should I spend? Are we ordering? You know, drinks. Is this? Um, you know, do I eat when my food comes before? You, and, and yours is late. All of that shit is mm-hmm. like landmines for me. <laughs> There's like a landmine around every corner. I mean, I've just barely been able to make it out the house You're in some so sort of professional funny. outfit. You're and so now funny. I have to like order and eat. Yes, you have to order and eat. And maybe pay. So, okay, where do you want to start? We're going to be speedy about this. I don't know. I mean, I just think again. So much to talk just about. Just like leaning into that. Okay. So first of all, we're going to apply our, we're going to apply these concepts of kindness, empathy, and compassion. Yeah. Right? Yes. So if I invite somebody out for a meal or for coffee um, and I want something from them, I want their time. Yeah. I offer to, I, I offer to pay yeah. because I just feel like, thank you so much for being here. I don't do that with my friends unless I want to treat them for some reason. So I, I'm the same way. And I think that that is the compassionate t- t- um, and kind thing. Even And and I would say a lot of the times I'm, work, I'm taking a client out and maybe it's a nonprofit client. I'm going to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to pay. Um, I or even- I have the same thing. Like when people ask me, like meet with me because they want to ask me for support or for money and it's a nonprofit, I just always pay because it's my way, like you said, of, of showing support. Yeah. So if I'm trying to be kind and empathetic and compassionate, how do I articulate that to the other person? I support your mission. I support your whatever. Thank you so much for being here with me, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think you go Dutch. Right. Which is everyone pays for them their mm-hmm. own, which mm-hmm. I had to look up. There's also, you know, again, just down to what do you order? We're not going to go out for the most expensive. So thing somebody the- says to you, "This is my treat." Yeah. Okay. There you go. So what do you order? 
Uh, not the most expensive thing on the menu. Not the most expensive thing Mm-mm. on the menu. And I suggest always kind of following the, I mean, if you want to, if it's a cocktail appropriate time, have at it. I like to see if the person I'm with is drinking because I don't care that much about drinking. And so if they're drinking, I may or may not have a drink. And yeah. this for me is just complicated because of drinking. But in social situations, I tend to follow the person that I'm with as long as I want to drink. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's just an interesting yeah, social experiment to just there again, kindness. Don't eat, don't start eating and you know, while they're waiting for the food unless they say, My God, it's hot, just keep going. Right. So you wanna be in some ways it's almost like just like who can be nicer? And you know, this is this is a thing, and maybe it's my mom, but like I don't wanna see your food. I don't want to hear your food. I don't want it coming out of your mouth. I mean, it is a really hard thing for me to eat with somebody who chews with their mouth open. I will be so honest about that. It is like, I don't even want to have a meal with you. Mm -hmm. It's just a weird Kirsten thing that bugs me. It's like the sound, you know, Mm -hmm. it's aesthetically super unpleasant for me. Mm -hmm. And I have like friends that I love who I don't eat with because it makes me nuts. Yeah, in the same way. Oh, I feel terrible about it. Yeah, well, it's okay, though. They're not being very kind to you in that situation. Maybe not. Okay, a couple of other practical things, and I think this is just it. Like, just be nice. You know, like, how how are we just going to be nice? How are we going to be kind? Kind. That's right. You're right. You know, I like kind better than nice. I Because nice goes back to that... Um, what did that thing that Miss Manners said that got me kind of irritated? Oh, yeah. Tact. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I know. Well, kindness. So you you do what you say you're going to do. There are also a couple of other things that you wanted to call out. And I think gifts is an interesting one. Mm. This is where I fail miserably because I am not a (laughs) gift giver. But I have received so many beautiful things from cultural ceremonies with Lummi Nation or from from, um, events where I'm being honored. And it's, uh, you know, or, you know, all of the awards and accolades over the years. It sounds ridiculous, but it's true, right? Where you things where people acknowledge acknowledge something that you have contributed. Yes, mm-hmm. and they are kind and and that is also good manners. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And remembering to, to that 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 goes both ways. That that I too in those situations could have come bearing gifts. I have to have a different I have a I love that expression of gifts. I have been in a workplace with the same people for almost 3 decades. Mm-hmm. And so I have like decades of gift giving observations. Mm. And so I just think that there are no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. So a, a couple of opportunities to practice. I love that really coming back to you though, that, you know, we're not trying to prescribe or hold you into some box or keep you down or tell you what being a good girl is all about. We're done with that. We're That's so over. Done with I'm that. so done with that. And I want to, I'm and I'm really excited to approach these what will inevitably be awkward situations that I get myself into. Or now, let me just say, Karina, it's I mean, I know they're awkward situations that you get yourself into, but I also think to yourself, what a great time to analyze kindness, compassion, and empathy in that moment. Like instead of being like awkward is a signal. Ooh. So what would be the kind, empathetic, and considerate thing to do right now? Yes. Right? So I just want to – we need a code switch in the name of that fabulous podcast that NPR does. Well, code switch. Yes, and that's what I'm saying is now I'm going to think about this. this, I am kind. 
I am empathetic. I am, what's the other one? Compassionate. Compassionate. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's that's the beautiful thing I'm going to bring. And I may not be dressed the right way. And I might say the wrong thing. You might use the wrong fork. I might. Oh, God, you know I'm going to use the wrong fork. And, And... and but that I'm I that's okay. It really it is, is okay. It is okay. It, it really is okay. I I do not need a ticket to no, belong. You do, I do not, not need, need a ticket a ticket to, to belong. belong. And that's the message that that I want to have for others. Yeah. Like I want to remember all the time that just because you don't have the construct that I have, you do belong. Exactly. You do belong. And if I could just bring it back to this, um, what the woman who wrote this. The mystery woman. The mystery woman. She says, I'm not saying you shouldn't teach. In this case, she's talking about her children uh, about manners. And I think that's what we're saying, too. It's not that we don't shouldn't all learn, kind of understand some basic, um, the basic framework for how to behave, but also teach each other or understand that it's a privilege. Mm. To have access to information about how to effectively mm-hmm. move through social spaces, spaces and to be able to effectively perform, quote unquote, cultured behavior. So we also need to understand that we shouldn't be making assumptions based on a person's behavior, right? That that my assumption, other people shouldn't be judging me about my, judging me based on my behavior and vice versa. And manners, I would say. Yeah, and your manners. D- about, these, about these conventions, that we have in our society, like those should not necessarily be cues to whether somebody is worthy or, worthy not. or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, kindness, compassion, empathy. That's what we talk about all the time. Jesus. It's like, it's, it's a broken record over here. No, it's the beautiful theme. No, it's a beautiful theme. I know, but our brains are different. And of course I go to the negative snarky <laughs> and you're over there choking up. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, listeners, <laughs> thank you for joining you the for conversation. Joining. Get what out fun. there with your fully informed and uh, rebellious and revolutionary new good manners. What what fun. All right. Thanks, friend. Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening.